Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I wanted to talk to you about God's love. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and there was such an exchange of love between couples and families and children and all kinds of different people, friendship. There was an expression of love. And you know, I was thinking about that, and as I'm prepared to, to send my radio broadcast over for today, I wanted to share about the love of God. <clears throat> I've had an opportunity to speak um, at several different venues of recent, and the one thing that, I, that I've discovered, that people do not really believe that God loves them. I can relate to that. I can understand that. Because I, too, was a woman that had believed the lie that um, God couldn't love me because I had committed the unpardonable sin. And so it was through a journey of trials, <clears throat> excuse me, a journey of discovery and learning God's word that he proved to me, he showed me how much he loved me and it's been the greatest awakening in my life to know the love of God I can remember uh, every morning as I would wake up and I would just say Holy Spirit here I am today what are we gonna write about and I wanted to pen a book I've always wanted to pen to be a writer and I finally was able to get that vision accomplished and God helped me each step of the way he opened every door and he made it possible just recently I had an opportunity to speak on a stage in Orlando Florida and I so wanted people to know Jesus and I thought through my book that they would discover him and I wanted, him, I wanted them to see how real that he is, that we can see him, we can feel him, we can sense him. He journeys with us. He speaks to us. It's a heart-to-heart. -heart. And I wanted to so share that whole message. So as I prepared what I would say that day, I, I remember praying the night before saying, God, Help me get out of the way so that you can shine through me. And so I, I get up on stage and, you know, I, I said something I don't even quite remember, but it was nothing like what I had prepared. And it was, um, you know, we're authors, we're writers, there's publishers, there was lawyers, there was psychics, it was non-Christian, it was Christian, there was a diverse group of people. But I said to them, We are, we are um, this writer's conference, this author's university is a great connection. But I'm here today to connect you with the greatest connection that you'll ever have, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are all gifted. They were very gifted, uh, professional people. And I just so wanted them to know Jesus. I laugh as I went back down and sat at the 
at the uh, table in which I was sitting and my book before me, I said, hey God, what just happened? I didn't even mention my book to them. I told them about the main book, the, the book that everybody in the whole world needed. I told them the Bible, that they needed the Bible and that they needed to read it and they needed to believe it and they needed to receive every word that God had spoken to them because they were great. They were great people. They were born in the likeness of Christ and he had a great plan for their life. I laughed um, because I just really felt like he said, Angel, I answered your prayer. Didn't you pray last night and ask me that you would get out of the way so that I could shine through? And I soon realized that he did. He answered my prayer that um, I would tell them about the greatest book, the Bible. And so although I'll continue to write, and I love to write, and I'll always um, be a writer and an author, I've I know now that I want to do more speaking. I want to, to preach the gospel. I want to... Um, speak the gospel. I want to live the gospel. I want to share about the love of God. You know, um, we know from Scripture that we're supposed to do everything in love. First Corinthians sixteen fourteen tells us that. What is love? It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. That's what 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5 says. That's a pretty hard thing to do, isn't it? He tells us in Psalm 143, 8, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. What a great scripture. He tells us in Colossians 3.14, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Proverbs 3.3-4 So we know and we rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in loves lives in God and God in them. 1 John 4.16 Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Isaiah 49.15-16 and 16. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sin. 1 Peter 4.8 Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Romans 12.9 So we can see God's word is full of scriptures on love. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. 2 Thessalonians 3.5 Greater love than no one than this to lay one's life down for a friend. John fifteen thirteen. We want to show the world love. And we want to show the world Jesus. I can remember 
a few years ago, he told me, he gave me very clear instructions. Tell me, tell them, tell them that I love them. Tell them they are mine. Tell them I will never leave them nor forsake them. Tell them they are precious gems. Tell them I see them as perfect. Tell them they reflect my image. Tell them not to look back. Tell them to look straight ahead. Tell them I laid out the red carpet for them. My blood, it was enough. Tell them and tell them and tell them again. John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, a, a key to all of this is to believe it, is to believe it. It's not always easy to make ourselves believe what God tells us. If you've been raised in a home that maybe didn't have a loving father, maybe your father was absent, maybe um, you were adopted or... Maybe you, you just didn't grow up in a loving home. Sometimes it's hard to grasp that love. But when you ask God to give you revelation, He is so faithful to answer that prayer. You know, I just really believe because of the greatness and the gifting that He's placed in every person that we were born to be world changers. I, I penned a, a writing uh, several years ago, and isn't it interesting, the lies that we can believe about ourselves, that we could never do this or we could never do that, um, that we're really insignificant. Those are all lies. The only limits that we place on ourselves are the ones that we place, because God is limitless. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He desires for us to do great things in the world today. I laugh as I read this this morning. You were born to be a world changer. I'm too fat, too skinny, not the right size, not educated enough, not smart enough. I'm too tall, too short. My hair's the wrong color. I'm not attractive enough. My feet are too big. My nose isn't right. I've been abused. I have no money. My car is too old. This can't be me. I could never be a world changer. Huh. Isn't that funny? Um, because we are all world changers. The Bible tells us that we were all created in the image of God. And if we were created in Him, His image, then His love is vast and it's wide and it's for everybody. You know, as I've grown in the Lord, I've had to change some of the things I believed because I believed it because somebody else told me or because I heard it at church or in a meeting or someone shared their opinion and I took it as this is how it should be. But then when I went back to the Word and I asked God, God, what do you say? You said that your Holy Spirit would be my teacher, that would be my guide. And He said... My love, my mercy, my grace, my blood, my blood was enough. And so I've discovered some of the things I believed were not true and that 
I had to change what I believed. You know, Satan wants us to believe lies. He's, he would tell us that God couldn't love us. Look what she's done. Look what he's done. They're unlovable. But Romans 5 eight tells us God shows his love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. He tells us in Romans 8, 38 and 39, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation we will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know when we're going through a difficult time, sometimes it's hard to see where God is. But we don't go by how we feel or what we think. We have to go by what God tells us. God doesn't look at us as failures. He looks at us as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Or we'll hear a little voice maybe that will say, Oh, God's not going to be faithful to you. He doesn't keep his promise. You're silly for believing that. But you know what? God tells us in Deuteronomy 7, 9, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him. You know, that is an incredible promise, to be in covenant with Jesus Christ. He tells us that God's not going to answer our prayer. Sometimes the enemy will speak that to us, a little lie, these little subtle lies that he tries to catch us in. But you know what God's word tells us in James 16, 18, that the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Now, isn't that a great God? You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Hebrews eleven six. He tells us in Matthew 7 through 7 through 11, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, God tells us that he loved us while we were yet sinners. Recently, I've had an opportunity, well, in the last um, several years, to work with some women that ended up going to, to jail. And they felt so condemned. And one of the first things that I had to, to really press in and, and try to, to have the Holy Spirit quicken to them that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Romans 8 1 
Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who in, indeed is interceding for us. Romans 8.34 For if when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Romans 5-10 through 10. Then we'll believe lies sometimes that, oh, we can never change. We can never overcome that. That drug addiction, we can't beat it. That bottle of alcohol, oh, it it's, it's controls me. Those are all lies that people believe. Because Romans 6, 17, and 18 tells us, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free, have become slaves of righteousness. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. You know, Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So you know, when we believe in Jesus, we can believe that his promises, every one of them, are yes and amen. You know, today, if you have fallen, if you have, um, maybe it's, it's that addiction, maybe that, that alcohol that is keeping you in bondage, and you have fallen, do you know that every day is a new beginning? Every day. You know, God has a purpose and a plan for every life. And he has put greatness in you, and he wants to fulfill it. He said that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. And we want to walk out that the destiny that he has for each of us. That greatness, that gifting that he's placed in you, you can do it. You can make it. He calls you his own. Recently, I've had an opportunity to interview a former crock addict who is now a pastor. I never seen anything like this heart that this man carried as he fell to his knees crying out, for others that were caught in the same web. You know, sometimes um, we can become self-righteous because we've been cleaned up a long time. Maybe we've walked with God a long time and we say, oh, I would never do that or that could never happen to me or look at that. But you know what? We need to be careful that we share the love of God there's a lot of people hurting all around us. And the word that we speak to them, the kind word, the gentle touch, the hug, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, beautiful people. I can tell you that it may look all good on the outside, but on the inside, people are hurting. It seems wherever I go, 
people will open up to me and share pain, hurt, abuse. They tell me their story. And I have a, a great opportunity sometimes to share them with you on this radio broadcast of Destiny Moments. But life is fragile. And we got to handle it with care. He gave us his word that he would never leave us, that he would never forsake us, and that he would journey with us every day. If there's been hurt in relationships, we pray today that there would be forgiveness. Sometimes it's very hard to forgive what's happened. Just recently, I discovered something that was done behind my back very um, deceitfully to bring great pain. And as I have taken steps to correct that, it was through tears to know that somebody could be, could, could do that. But you know what? We don't know other people's hearts. We don't know other people's motives. But we do know that we are asked to forgive them. God tells us um, that love is the greatest gift, is the greatest power on the in the world today. And yet it's very much missing. So today, as we... Uh, end this broadcast, I'd like to pray for us that we would all be rooted deeply in love, in the love of God, in the love of our Heavenly Father, who died for us while we were yet sinners. It's so easy to see the speck in someone else's eye when we have a log in our own, he tells us. So today, let's just um, celebrate Valentine's again. Let's celebrate it every day. Until next year, let's celebrate the love of God and let it be shed abroad in our hearts. And may he get all the glory for everything that he has done in our lives and he'll do through our lives. And may it have far-reaching effects and touch a world that is in need of a loving Savior. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you that you are an awesome God, that you are a good God. You're the greatest. Father, you thank, I thank you today that your word is alive and it's active. I thank you, Lord, that um, you have put greatness in every person. There's not one person today that you would turn away. God, I thank you for the destiny that you have. I pray in 2020 that the uh, giftings, that the assignments, that the destiny would come forth for your people. Lord, I ask you today for every person that needs a healing touch, that you would heal them according to your word. You said in Psalm 107.20, you sent your word and you healed them. So today we, we come in agreement for that sickness, for that disease. And we um, declare that it must bow its knee to the cross. 
Father, we always leave every result to you because you're the good God and you know how to answer prayer. Father, today we pray for every listener that may have a financial need. You tell us in your word, Lord, that you provide. We thank you that you're the good shepherd, the good provider, and you provide for your people. Father, we pray today for this awakening that this love of the Father, of Jesus Christ, the best news, the good news, the greatest news, will be spread like wildfire all across this globe. And Lord, no matter if we're on a stage, if we're on the street, I pray that that love would radiate through us to a hurting world. God, lead us every day by your Spirit. Lead us to someone to share the good news. Father, we pray that hope would arise and that every enemy would be scattered in the lives of your people. We commit our lives to you and to anyone listening to this broadcast that does not know Jesus Christ. Today is your day. A simple prayer to the man that created you will change your destiny. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for calling mankind to yourself, for paying the price, and for being Jesus, lover of man's soul. Amen. Well, thank you, listeners, and thank you for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.